This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the preview show edition of the Blue Monday podcast, a three times weekly showing at all things Ipswich Town. I am your cold ridden host, Richard Woodward, and I'm delighted to welcome back the brilliant Harry from Bath. <laughs> Harry, how are you doing? Better than me, I hope. Oh dear, I'm so sorry we need you. You need medication. Oh, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry I'm to I'm missing hear the Barocca. You're... I should be tanked up on Barocca, but I'm, I'm okay. My voice might die, but we'll keep going. <laughs> You're stricken. We need. We should have. We should have a substitution system. You know, we can sort of, if you know, hold up a board if you if 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 it's all getting too much for you. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. the video might cut out, and, <laughs> and I'll appear with tissue stuffed in my nose. <laughs> How are you doing anyway, oh, Harry? Sure. Are you okay? I'm very- very well, thank you. It's been a good week. It's been a very good week. I had a I had a great moment of the week. As I think I I always like to look out for something significant that happens, which was um, watching. I managed to go down to Fortress Twerton Park. Uh, it's I've never seen. We've said this before. I've never seen so much redundant concrete in one in one football ground. It's it's a remarkable. Uh, location very old very old-fashioned ground but the under 23s were there on a freezing monday night and i watched them play bristol city off the park oh, okay so, yeah uh, that was a it was an absolute tonic after the weekend we should mm. all watch the under 23s instead of the first team yeah. shouldn't we because uh, joe's asked us about that i've got that in the questions mm-hmm. but we'll do it now shall we okay. um, thoughts on the under 23s game any one he thinks might be able to step up and play a part yeah I assume um, you've got meticulous notes as always, Harry. Uh, Maybe just the highlights. Yeah, just highlights. <laughs> further, further information available. I do, I do. Yes, I've got, I've got a handle on them. They're brilliant. The one thing I'd say, if you want cheering up as a town supporter, just go and watch them. They will put a smile on your face. It's an absolute joy to watch. They, it was a two-nil win. The goals both came in the first half. I think they've been up on social media. We've all seen them, but. The first half, they dominated Bristol. They got the goals. And then the second half, Bristol obviously came out, up their game, came at them. And they couldn't lay a glove on on on, on town. It was brilliant to watch. Um, back three formation. And it's clear that they're all very comfortable with it. They know the system. When they're coming forward, it's all slick, sharp, one-touch and two-touch passing. Lovely interplay. Um, and they, But when they'd lose the ball and when the other team come at them, shape immediately there was one period in the first half when they had a, bristol had a solid five minutes they were really piling the pressure on and you could just see the the, the just how organized they were without the ball um it's um did you say, say it was all, a three at the back harry sorry it was three at the back yeah they played well five three okay. two or three five two or um or five three one one however you want to fix so you it can, but that was, yeah you can yeah. see the kind of link through to brian klug's tactics then on saturday it's Millwall. it appears that the at least the under 23s and development squads are maybe are all going yeah. that way perhaps yeah they were very comfortable with it they really were they you could tell they were drilled you could it was a bit like watching millwall with their 442 they you just knew they they intuitively knew where they needed to be and mm. what they and both with and without the ball it was you know the the old links the mental links between them they were all yes we know where to be all, yeah yeah they, they were all connected i mean city carved out very bristol city carved out very very few chances that's an interesting link with brian klug actually i never 
put 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 two and two together on that. But yeah, um, who who? I mean, you're always a, you're always with under twenty three football. Joe will know this. Um, there are no gnarled, cynical defenders out there with evil intentions. <laughs> it's a different. It is a different type of football. It's tempo. It's pace. It's lo- and it's br- lovely to watch. Who looked? I mean, I could. You know, I could. We, we could do an hour on this. I won't. I swear. I promise. <laughs> but um, Chris, who, who will I pick out? Chris Smith at centre half. Um, Joe likes him remind, as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He reminded me of Wolfie coming through last season. He really did. Um, Luke Wolfenden. Um, composed. He was a leader. He organisational focal point at the back. You could see that. He read the game well. Solid. An absolutely solid centre half. And a little bit of chambers about him as well in that he was a reference point at the back line and um, all three of the back the back line were good Corey and Dobb impressed me on the left of the back three as well his athleticism caught the eye but they were all excellent um, uh, Brett McGavin Shane McLaughlin in midfield they were very um, they gave us a very solid base they they, they you know they, they balanced you could tell how well or otherwise we were doing by the locations that they were um, and they would rotate I think McGavin tended to sit a bit more but I may have got that wrong and um, Armando Dobber was very he was very alert pushing forward I didn't see enough because Rice the keeper was well protected but he looks like a good sweeper keeper I may be wrong on that him carry right the goalie he was um Really, really very alert when he was called into action, but really he was so well protected by, by his by his defence. And the other player to mention is the Kai Brown, the striker. The thing I liked about him, there was a touch of Caden Jackson about him and that he liked to commit defenders. You could see when he got the ball. He loved, you could see, he just had that enjoyment of taking his man on and doing him for pace. And he did a few of them for pace all the way through. Yeah, great. It was Sounds a exciting. Fr- freezing night. Absolutely freezing <laughs> freezing night but it was one of those you just i was so glad i went i really was um i say it to you to say if this if you're at a loose end and there's a game on just if you you know it's it, you will be you'll be richly rewarded by going to see them and they did you know i just felt you know there was what there was maybe about a hundred people in the stand and you just felt god this this football deserves an audience it really does absolutely right well season tickled as i think yeah. and mm. portman road don't pay a thing to go and watch the under 23s yeah um yeah. otherwise it's a couple of quid so yeah, yeah. if you want to see a good performance in a town shirt yeah. this season, then there's a good chance it'll be the under-23s. Harry, that was brilliant. Any, yeah, any players there just to, yeah. on, to on Joe's point about maybe players that might feature this season under Lambert? It's that it's the $64,000 question as to throwing them in with the big boys. Um, you see, I mean, Brown is great, but he needs, you could tell some of them need, it needs time in the gym. The two midfielders, McGavin and McLaughlin, looked as if they had a little bit about them because that's the, you're, you're trying to, benchmark A against B almost certainly Chris Smith definitely Chris yeah. Smith I felt he if he had no question about that he could he could step up without any problem at all and um, but uh, who else the, the Bailey Clement as well on the left his I wanted to give him the goal but uh, he was a fairly good marauding left back as well or left wing back I should say he was quite good but I would say Smith definitely um, possibly the midfielders possibly Brown possibly Clements that would be oh. but, but in the, the, you know you've got one probable and then the others are possibles who are who are kind of going that way but as I say that, that, that's just on one viewing I yeah, generally but... think if I'm Bailey Clemens mm. going for that left back spot I probably yeah. have a fairly decent chance of featuring at some point <laughs> this season because Kenlock's not been favoured mm-hmm. and Nudson's out of contract you know so yeah but th- yeah. There's my tip, Bailey Clements, yeah. only because yeah. I, I, my dad knows his dad. There you go. They have that nepotism there. Well, that's, <laughs> that's interesting. No, he was very good. He was enough flattering. He was. He was definitely. I think he was. Um, no, he was. He was. He was. He was absolutely rock solid in that position. I uh, say, so, you know, you just hinted at it. We'll come on to it at the end of the at the end of the show. Um, that you know that the somebody said the two little ducks question about what are we? What's the starting eleven going to be on uh, on on Saturday? And I, it's a question that I terrifies me. I've no idea apart from Bart and Goal and Chambers and then after that God we'll come on to that later anyway we'll yeah. be wearing blue yeah. and yeah, the opposition wearing, might be wearing white but they might white, have some yeah. garish yellow thing or something like that we, we always take a step back before we go forwards which is Millwall mm. we won't yeah. dwell on that one because neither of us were there yeah. and I think a defeat was probably expected though yeah. maybe not the scale of the defeat and again the same old shortcomings yeah. wasn't it yeah, there's a great line, a great Shakespearean line from Time of Athens, which I always love. It says, we have seen better days. Yes, <laughs> that should be our club motto, really, shouldn't it? <laughs> Regardless. Oh, God, the truth, yeah. of our predic- the truth of our predicament has finally hit home. No, it was a very, it was a frightening performance, but that's, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. so what he said, um, yeah. it sounded like the players were in on Sunday, and it sounded like 
the Paul Lambert wheeled out the uh, the presentation, the PowerPoint presentation was yeah was dusted yeah. off for the squad. Yeah. He's I think he's come across pretty well this week, isn't he? We'll he talk done. about him a little bit more detail maybe in the context of Saturday. But early impressions, yeah. pretty good. Pretty imp- no, pretty impressive. I mean, we'll, he is definitely a. He, that this is a, squ- a squad which is bereft of confidence. We can all see that. It's probably, in fact, I'm struggling even on the, this feels worse even than when Mick came in, um, because of the lack of quality that there is as well. Uh, and so to have a motivator and somebody who will just instill some belief in the team yeah. is uh, is just in that sense it's a it's a perfect initial appointment in any case. And uh, yeah. we'll see where we go. Strange yeah. that he kept well strange. That he kept using the word fun as well, but probably yeah. deliberate um, yeah. Yeah. Um, for the players and for the supporters. I mean, it's going to be yeah. quite attritional at times, isn't it, for the next few months? We're going to be fighting for our lives, but yeah. the fact that Lambert has kind of picked that out and, and also noticed the stuff around the ground as well, the, yeah. the atmosphere, um, is a positive yeah. thing. Yeah. No, sure. there are there are hooks. There are definitely hooks to hang some coats on, definitely. And I think he's he's um, he's picked up on that. The the, the 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 away fans at Millwall. It looks so impressive, you know, given that this is a team that's you know on the ropes. It really is. And yet there we all were, you know, just people singing their hearts out. It was yeah. it was it, that is, and I mean already extra tickets lined up for Reading. They've had to get a second yeah. tranche in. Now that's you know there's a there's a sense of urgency amongst the supporters at the very least which is brilliant and i think lambert's obviously picked up on that which yep. is great mm. well joining me making the trip down the m6 and the a14 on saturday's press the north end <laughs> um a, a repeat of the fixture pretty much this tight exactly last year as well which is a nice quirk of the fixture computer but a team that's down in this kind of relegation mini league although starting to move away from it yeah. pretty lousy start and we're along mm. with us Pretty early on for, oh, well, Preston didn't win, so that's good when we were struggling <laughs> early doors. But Gosh. I've had a pretty decent October, and mm. you've spotted the kind of, we always like a nice bit of pattern, but a win, draw, mm. win, draw, unbeaten yeah. during October, and scoring yeah, right. goals as well. So Alex yeah. Neal starting to get things together. It's com- they're coming into, I think they're finding their identity. They're, co- they're coming into focus. Um, it's, it's very symmetrical. They had five points from their first nine games, followed by nine points from the last five. And as you, as you, as you said, Rich, draw, win, draw, win, draw, coming into Saturday. So um, oh. hopefully we, hopefully let's we can. Let's not finish that sequence. Though. No, like, exactly. Let's hopefully we can, we can, we can, we can knock that one out. Um, and uh, they are, there's a parallel with Brentford in a way. Everyone thinks of Brentford as being. The kind of the, the more obvious example of a team who has to weather the re- regular selling of key players, and I think this is this has been a it's an issue, not the not the only issue. Um, I think they finished seventh, if I'm not mistaken, last year. They were close, weren't they? And, they and were, were cited as an example for us yeah. to achieve on a budget yeah. and to mm. sell one or two big players a year, get the money yeah. in, but also play the right way as well. Yeah. Um, Alex Neil certainly did that at Norwich. Um, yeah. Probably a bit of a strange appointment, maybe for some people, but. Um, I know that some Norwich fans are really highly rated Neil, so I, it's weird to say that I'm pleased to see him doing well because he's ex-Norwich. But actually, he tries to do things the right way. They're quite combative, oh, aren't they? But yeah, the, yeah. Try to do, yeah. try to attack at the goals for column, does that justice? But the goals against column also telling a bit of a story as well. Indeed, it is. It's true. It's um, he's it's what the, I call a braveheart football. They really, it's high intensity. <laughs> lots, lots, lots of exactly lots of yellow and red cards. I think it was it was against Hull. I was looking because I often look at the BBC pages just to kind of work out who was substituted by when, etc. You know, or, or what moment. So there was one. I think it was against Hull recently. If I may have got the game wrong, but I think it was Hull where every single one of the back line had a yellow card. It was just a <laughs> lit, litany of yellow running all the way down the field. Um, there is a contrast. Um, they they. They're still divided on him. There's a couple of things they don't like. Um, they don't think he's tactically astute. They don't think he's a great man manager. They do not like it when he um, he berates players. They, oh, he's okay. not afraid to do that. He's and he'll do it publicly in a game. He, you know, he's you know the water bottles are not safe in his world um, man management is not balling screaming and kicking bottles on the sidelines particularly because it's quite a young team they feel that that doesn't work however the, the, the upside of that is that he says it exactly as he sees it he doesn't whinge, whinge about injuries he's had a difficult start to the season as I say they lost um, they lost uh, Cunningham and they're, they're still absorbing the loss of Hugel who possibly wasn't fully replaced over the summer 
and uh, plus they've had a number of injuries. They've lost a couple of they've lost uh, a number of key players as well. So they they've always had, seem uh, to have spells yeah. of injuries, don't they? Because last season the home game, yeah. just yeah. before the international break, I think they were down to their bare bones. Then one, yeah. they? Yeah, well, they've been miss- they've been missing Maguire. They, they were last year because we belted them last year before, and, and it was yeah. and it was exactly they were you know those who weren't injured were suspended. It was yeah. it was it was a it was it was a it, it was a brilliant time to play them. Um, ha- Sean and Maguire is coming back from a hamstring injury. We'll talk about him, but they've lost um, Josh Harrop and Billy Bowden, um, midfielders and wingers with long-term knee injuries. So they're you know, th- that's that's that is a major problem for them. Um, but. Uh, yeah, they he's more on the front foot. They like the fact that Neil is prepared to to go for teams. That in that sense is positive, and that's the antidote to Grayson, who is Simon Grayson, his predecessor, who was captain caution in a way, and who was, who was you know he was very you know he yeah. was very let's 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 take what we've got that's safe. We'll have, we'll park that now, you know. And uh, I think they prefer that little bit more gung ho yeah. football. And and as I say, seventh last year with that with the, with the budget and the squad they've got was was not to be was not to be sniffed at. Um, yeah, the model of football. Um, generally, they've they've settled on a four-two-three-one, um, high pressing, high intensity, and right in the final third as well. Um, we'll come on to the midfield. Um, they 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 press all over the pitch and they try and force errors and turnovers in possession in the final third. Um, in the early part of the season, they talked about the fact that they were playing. They they have a nice passing game, but they were playing in front of opponents. They actually weren't getting into them, but they have now been doing that. I mean, I had some. What was the scary numbers we had? This. I mean, not just twenty nine goals. Just more than three more than anyone else in the division, but nineteen in the last eight games, which oh god, you know. Not with our defence. We're great you know, at defending, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. We you know we, we can nothing we can't handle. Blimey! Hopefully <laughs> they're from open play yeah. rather than set pieces. <laughs> uh, it's uh, actually it's a good point. Actually, I haven't I haven't analysed that. That's a good point. They, the one thing I would say about the goal scored is, and this is this I smiled when I realised this. They've scored seven more than third place Middlesbrough. Now that's that says a lot about the both both. Yeah, teams. it definitely says more you about Borough. I think there's it? exactly <laughs> extremes of football going on here. You know, you've got one team who are just kind of kamikaze and the other team were just you know they you know they they're utterly utterly pragmatic. But they share anyway. them out, don't they? Because the midfield get on yeah. the school. Well, exactly. A few players with fours. And there's a yeah. uh, Callum Robinson. We'll definitely talk about him. Yeah. But their goals yeah. are shared out, aren't they? Yeah, they are indeed. But we we need to we'll, we'll, let let's we'll start with the defence because that needs yep. that needs pulling apart. Um, and the, one of the fans, one of the Lily Whites, said this. I think he's 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 onto something. Um, they've a mixture of players who are going over as it were they're coming to the end of their career and they're beginning to lose their their kind of power as it were and they have a number of equally they have other players who are coming through who haven't quite got there yet and they've criticized neil for not quite settling on a settled defense but when you're conceding so many goals he's obviously trying everything yeah. he can to get to get the you right can't leave those yeah. together if they yeah. conceding, right? um well as i say Let's the good bits first. Chris Maxwell, the keeper, sweeper keeper. He commands the box, and his his that kind of ability to dash out of the box. He's kept. Um, is it Rudd? I think it is. He's kept out yeah, of the storage. And Michael Crow's yeah, there as well, actually. Yeah, Crow's there. I, I I looked into Crow. He seems to be. He's this is very much one for the future, but he hasn't. He needs more games. He's gone under the radar a little bit with them. But um, but whereas Rudd will sit back on the on his goal line almost, sort of, up to, you know. It, he's obsessed. He does that to a fault. Maxwell is the opposite. He will. He's almost like they, they describe him as a twelfth man playing two positions. But when you have a sweeper keeper like that, in theory, it allows the defence to push yeah, five ten yards further up the yeah. field. So therefore, it gives you that space. He commands the box. Good at distributing the ball as well. He suits the system. So he's good. And the other solid player, interestingly, is the left back, um, who is uh, come from. And Guion Edwards will know him. He's Andrew Andrew Hughes, and he's at the moment. He is being a bit safety caught first. He's not getting up and down. He, they reckon he has a good cross on him, but he's playing his way into the team, particularly in such an unstable defence. He's he's um, taking it steady. And he offers very little in an attacking sense, an assured defender who does the simple things well. So that's the left back and the keeper. Is he in from Peterborough? Is that why you said he's in from Peterborough? Yes, forgive me, I didn't say that. Yeah, twenty-six year old. He came in. He came in in June from Peterborough. Yeah, forgive me. Yeah, thanks, Rich. I I didn't mention that. Uh, Right back though, the former Rotherham player Darnell Fisher. He had a an absolutely a horrible night again. They beat Brentford four three, but he was the three. If that makes sense, Brentford. 
Brentford targeted him in that game. Um, he does offer an attacking outlet. He did contribute to one of their goals, but they're very worried about him. He looks, he hasn't looked great in one-on-ones and he looks low on confidence. Now, uh, Alex Neal took him out and he put in Tom Clark, who is the former Huddersfield lad, a centre-back covering at right-back. He has played there before, but um, he was, he's again another, he's a, he's a classic centre-back playing out of position, really. We know all about not that, much, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Not much of a threat. You know, yeah. sitting back, solid, not very comfortable with the ball on the feet. There was a, what was the phrase they used? Aimlessly hooking the ball in the general direction of our forwards. Brilliant. This was in the game against Rotherham at the last weekend. They drew one all. But, um, they felt that he, but what he did was again this quest for stability at the back. So you've got so 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 you've got the right back situation. Clark could come in, or he could feel he could put Fisher back in, depending on how he sees it. it. Sounds like a weak side for us to try it to is, exploit. That's, that's the side where you could go for. But at centre back, then you've got Huntington, Paul Huntington, who is he's the kind of the Aiden Flint, the Tom is it Egan, is it Tom Egan or Paul Josh. Egan? Josh Egan, forgive me. I got my Egan's all mixed up. I apologise. <laughs> so Paul Huntington, yes, he's the he's the kind of heart of oak defender, but they're worried about him. They feel he has regressed this year. Um, the usual brilliant blocks and tackles, but he's a bomb scare with anything on the floor, is how they describe him. He's normally a calm head, but he's flapping at everything and slicing the ball each and every which way. They are they are worried about him. They feel he's he's lost. He's not organising and leading the line the way he used to. And he's been playing alongside Ben Davis, who's a youth product who's come through the system. Um, and he's a very good ball-playing defender. He's very assured. But obviously, when if the defence is rocking, and particularly with Huntington, if he's a he's a right-sided centre back, you've 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 got a wound there that can, as you say, it can be attacked. Um, and the other alternative they can bring in is a, a, and I know this guy from the West Country, Jordan Story, brilliant positioning and turn of pace. He's a really nippy centre back, and you can see in two years' time, Davis and Story will be a brilliant centre back pairing, but not yet. And it this feels is, like this, got a bit of yeah. seesaw and ages in terms of yeah. lots yeah. of experience and lots of inexperience, but nothing in yeah. between. But yeah. it sounds like well, <laughs> we, we've had a few of these podcasts, Aaron, and we've, and we've picked out weaknesses and ITFs yeah. who have never been able to exploit them. But hopefully, mm. the way that Lambert sets his team up, maybe we'll go. We'll give them a yeah. go, particularly down that yeah. right hand side. Yeah. Should we the, go to the, midfield? Yeah. Yeah, they will give you a goal, but the problem is that they also yeah. Well, yeah the, can we keep was, the clean sheet? <laughs> there, was, there was there was a lovely line. One of them said, um, "Where's it gone now?" He said, um, "It's a." He said, uh, "If we start out with attacking intent, we know we are capable of scoring." They they're absolutely confident that they can score with, yeah. with, with, good, with good reason. Um, but the midfield is interesting because, in a way, it reflects the balance in their goal difference. The way they've scored a lot but also conceded a lot. They do get a lot of goals from midfield. The th- there's, and it's I, I love the way Neil has set them up. You've got Ben Pearson. He's straightforward. Oh, we love he's Ben the, Pearson. We have yeah. to pause there. This go, is a, a Ben, Ben Bloom, Dave, Dave Diamond, and me. I think we've we've got a mutual affection for uh, Ben Pearson. Mm-hmm. He was brilliant in the game at Paul Mode last season. Their standout player, Man United youth product, I believe. Correct. Um, yeah. Is really good at sitting, yeah. grabbing the ball from the defence, and then turning and taking the ball forward. I think he started to come into the game when we were one or two up last season. So it yeah. wasn't as if he was kind of trying to turn the game in their favour, but stands out, I think, if he's yeah. not suspended, because he likes yeah, the yellow and red card, doesn't he? If he's not suspended, this is it. Yeah, you said it, you've said, I mean, you've, 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 power, you've, you've got it, you've nailed it, absolutely nailed it, yeah. Eats up space in central midfield, covers a massive amount of ground. You can't take the aggression out of the game. One of them said, five yellow cards and one red card by the first week of October is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's Alan Neilball, though, isn't it? <laughs> Alex Neilball. Yeah. Alex Neilball, exactly. That's how he, that's how he likes to play. Now, the interesting, and this is what this is what I love. He's got Daniel Johnson and Alan Brown, the two midfielders. Now, Johnson under Grayson was played very is much in winger? that country. No, well, he's a, he was a, he's left-footed, very strongly left-footed, but he played him as a playmaker. Remember, Grayson was very counter-attacking. Yeah, he was uh, the goal they scored against us in the two-one win when the, the when Fraser got the goal when the podcast the, you know it was oh. around the, the podcast got, got going. That was a classic counter-attacking goal. Goal. But but Johnson was very much used in a kind of number ten type role. Okay. Neil has dropped him back into a deeper role where he's actually got more space. He can try and make things happen. He's not necessarily pacey, but he is quick off the mark, if that makes sense. Yeah. So we can leave players for dead. It's um and he can so he can either break forward to join in attacks in an instant or he can pick passes. So he's a de- he's a classic deep line okay. playmaker. You could say do we you know the one good one of the good decisions Paul Hurst did when we played Brentford was he put Grant Ward on on 
on um, Josh McEachern it was. So you could see a parallel here. Um, so that's interesting. Picking out passes, finding gaps, and he's good with his feet. He's, he can work in tight spaces. And Alan Brown, who you would see more as a box-to-box midfielder, he actually plays him in a more advanced role. And he's actually not a classic number 10. He's almost like a second striker. Because it's high-pressing, high-tempo, you've suddenly got a box-to-box midfielder playing 20 yards up the field. He harasses centre-backs with a, when, when we don't have the ball, when they don't have the ball. And he also attacks the penalty area when they do. So therefore, he will then be a, an extra man in the box for a ball coming in. So he's brilliant in link-up play as well. So it's a very, it's very, very clever. He had a poor game. He was very he had a poor game, interestingly, against Rotherham. They played three games in a week, and this can't do for them, annoyingly. Not, not for us, I'm afraid. But there were a couple of players who were off the pace against Rotherham, and I wonder whether three games in a week, just you know, he was just he, you know, he was basically yeah, running on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was trashed. Um, but uh, so that's they're the main three um, backups who do, do come in um, quickly. Paul Paul Gallagher, the ex Blackburn and Leicester man, he often comes in now, but he's um, is he a sitter? Is he number ten? Or no? Yeah, he would have been. He was he was a number ten, or he could play on the left. That was uh, they were his. Um, they were from if if memory serves me right, but. They said fabulous when a gorgeous floaty pass is needed, but weak when needs to be, when he needs to be robust. He's a very much a bench option, and he do, he's, he's losing. You know, he's 34 now, so he's he's you know that's what you bring him on to to um, extra composure near the end of a game. And the other chap is a summer signing from Oxford called Ryan Ledson. Um, calm with the ball, but he struggled at this level. He's one that they're bringing through, but he's been he has been used as a bench option. Um, I never like to hear this. He looks cumbersome and possibly needs to slim down. But um, because oh. bearing in mind the sheer tempo of their play you will get found out yeah. um but the other real threat along with i mean really you've got to watch johnson you've got to watch brown you've also mostly got to watch callum robinson yes <laughs> yeah. let's talk about him with his seven yeah. goals yeah he's a he's very dangerous and he's one of these wingers he's, he's primarily on the left side they say narrow left i don't think he's a, he's not a he won't necessarily hit the you know hit the chalk as it were but he's his work rate is fantastic. He's one of these players that's clicked. Coming of age season, they've said, brave on the ball, but he's incredibly dangerous. But he seems to have, it's all come together. Pace, power, strength, link-up play, um, decision-making. He's stronger, he's faster. It's all suddenly, he's, he's yeah. absolutely blossomed. And that will be, you know, whatever else Paul Lambert's doing, there will be a, on the flip chart, if they, whatever they use these days, there will be a Callum Robinson box and it will be, it will have red in it. Is, um, are they expecting him to be the next Hugo by the way, are they expecting him to be cashed in at some Good point? Question. Oh yes, in terms of selling, they're, that's they, they're, yeah, that's a, whereas Brentford, to be fair, their fans accept that they've you know they take that with equanimity. They say, well, that's just the way we are. I think Preston fans get are a little bit more frustrated with it. They're thinking, well, actually, could we not? push on yes. they have the, they have the stadium Brentford are still a project they, they haven't got the, they're still in this ramshackle look quaint stadium which is lovely but they're, they're they can see their shiny future still coming Preston I feel would like to you know they're, they're in a little bit more of a hurry I think to, to, to do it and they, they've I find, think they find that frustrating um, other wingers to mention briefly Tom Barkhausen um, on the right wing they reckon we just mentioned Hugo he's they feel he's missed Hugo more than anyone else because Hugo was a very good physical focal point and when you've got a pacey winger who could actually who could who could act as a foil for him they could act as a foil for each other mm. I think that that very very well Hugo's they physicality places. I tend to think yep, about yep. how getting in and heading in quite a few crosses yeah. as well yeah he can he, he chips in with goals he you know he can score you know he's, he scores goals but he's he's not the best technically but he gets goals and assists and he's he's a very pragmatic player and and in Neil's system you can see pace energy you know he you know he fits quite well even though he's not as um he's he's, he's not necessarily as good on the ball as others confidence is another issue they feel that when he's having a poor game when we say this about all wingers he's just a runner and um, the other player worth mentioning he may come off the bench he was on loan last year at Hibernians a guy called Brandon Barker um a very direct winger he always looks to drive on goal um he has it's the classic you know 22 year old winger and um, makes an impact off the bench but disappointing when starting games 
in the, when he's in the mood, he's unstoppable and strolls past people. Well, but when he's, he's in the mood. Class, yeah. When he's in the mood. We talked yeah, about we, that before, haven't we? We've done that before. So that's the wingers. As I say, Robinson, you know, as I say, looking through that five group of five in midfield, you know, you're looking at Johnson, Brown and Robinson, I think, are the three just to particularly keep an eye on, which takes us to the strikers. One name we'll know and one name I want to alert everyone to. Sean Maguire is um, coming back from injury. And we I've wrote, written McGoldrick with a question mark against him because he's only 24 and he's all they 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 Preston fans have conditioned themselves into thinking that he's going to start missing a quarter of every season with injury if he's fit if he's fit uh, yeah, okay. yeah you know i've a theory of Sheffield United with this and McGoldrick that they'll get to march they'll be in there and the poor bloke is going to have i hope i'm wrong but i i fear I hope you can see that narrative already. Yeah, yeah, play, yeah. You can see it playing out. And you're going, oh God, oh, hope not. <laughs> anyway, we've been there. Um, but um, but 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 um, what do we know about Maguire? He's, he's you know, you, a lot of a lot a lot of town fans will be familiar with him. Um, pace, quick feet, a poacher's eye for goal. Really good in around the six-yard box. He's 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 the best all-round striker. He can finish. Um, and he really blossomed when he's moved from out wide into a central role because he's another one of these strikers who has come in from the from a wide role, but he can also he can switch out. Um, they tried to play Maguire and this other chap who I'll now mention, Lucas Nemecha, and this guy needs to watch. You don't know anything about this character. Um, he's 19. He's on loan from Manchester City, and with Maguire injured, they were thinking, "Oh God, how can we get to January?" Nemecha has actually come in and filled the gap brilliantly. Um, He's got pace, power, and dribbling skill. He's a bit of a tar- he's a bit of a not a target man, but he can hold the ball up. He's turning into a target man. He can create chances, and he's linking play with all of these breaking midfielders really, really well. He's good with the ball at his feet. The only thing he hasn't done is score. That's Same the one thing. Maguire, hasn't he? I think yeah. Maguire's still to. I think I, I haven't think. checked this. I haven't checked his stats, but I know that because he's been out for because he's been he just hasn't been around for two months. He's missed yeah. the start of the season. Maguire has been used as a bench option broadly in recent games, so um, it'll be interesting. They try. He tried the two of them up front um, in a. I think it was against Hull, and it didn't. It didn't work. They 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 they, it, they just didn't quite have that chemistry playing. But that could be a lack of familiarity. But um, but the, those but. I think don't be surprised if Nemecha starts and then he comes off and Maguire comes on to replace him. That that you could see something like that happening. Um, going, so, but on Maguire, I mean, they say about Maguire he has the strength to hold opponents off, but he lacks the height. He just lacks Hugel's size. Presence, yeah, actually, yeah, that's that's his problem. But so they're they're the two main characters. The the other guy who does come off the bench occasionally is Louis Moult. Um, uh, he came in January from Motherwell. Um, and they bring him on. He he has scored a couple of really key goals. I think he got the late equaliser against Hull. But he's got nice flicks, good control, pressing. He does press centre back, so he's in the model that they like. He lacks the out and out place, pace to get in behind defences. That's what he's missing. His other problem is they feel that he's better in a two. Right. They feel his two his two defi- d- distinctive tricks are his finishing and his link up play. But to do both, to do for either to be good, he needs a striker with him who will do the other. If that makes sense, yeah. So, um, so that's that's what we're up against. As I say, they are as dangerous going forward as they're vulnerable at the back. And um, yeah, when you yeah. talk that through, that, I mean, as always, Harry, that was fantastic. You definitely mm-hmm. did get the sense that the quality of personnel is in that in that midfield and that attacking yeah. third. Yeah. So yeah. presumably, and this is <laughs> not going to be what people want to hear, but maybe our best form of defence is attack. On yeah. Saturday, but we have yeah. we got the go- the goals in us to do that. It feels like it could be. Yeah. We'll score more than you. Maybe there's our best chance there. Yeah. It's that mad question. Wrong. It's that mad question about the starting eleven, really, isn't it? Just think of yeah. how, how how do we set up against them? Yeah, there's two schools of thought. I mean, you could go down what Steve McLaren has done at Queens Park Rangers when they were at the end of August. They were all over the place. He played a back four, and then he played effectively four central midfielders. If you think about it, just to say, well, let's get some shape, and once we've got the shape right and that's working, yeah. then let's get the, let's get the. I mean, Luke Chambers, Chambers in his interview, um, we're recording on Thursday, and he did. There's a couple of brilliant interviews on TWTD, some pieces that Phil has put up, which are well worth reading. When you're playing so many players, I always bang on about this idea of covalent bonds. The you know the, these kind of synapses forming between the players on the pitch. All of those changes mean that we have none of those in the team. Yeah. James yeah, was big on that, wasn't yeah, he? In that yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. It's, it's, and it was so telling. It was so absolutely telling. So it could well be that we say, okay, let's get the synapses up and running. Let's get the the two lines of four. Let's get it. Let's get it simple four four one one or however you want to play it. Keep it just 
get it solid and get everybody communicating together not not so much you can't ignore the results we've got to try and keep in touch and then from that then then like with, with queen's park rangers they brought in Vizolek. they started to introduce a little bit more of a, an attacking dimension to the team and they've suddenly you know they're now they're, they're snowballing basically mm. it's quite fascinating anyway we'll come we, on to that anyway, yeah well yeah. should we should yeah. we go there now because we've got loads yeah. of questions obviously thank yeah. you everyone for yeah. those um yeah. and immediately um we've already started on this barry but we'll go go for it anyway um barry man asks with Lambert now taking over, what system and style do you see us playing? Mm. Um, and who do you think will start on Saturday? Well, um, whoever <laughs> Guinevere and Set of Balls 3 picks out, I suspect. No, it's Lambert now. So, no, But well, I, think, I think that question, that latter of that question, we will see in the next, in the coming weeks, won't we? As you say, I think he yeah. will start to yeah. form those partnerships and get that consistency, which Chambers yeah. has flagged as been lacking. But systems, yeah. we, we're fairly confident it will be a four at the back, won't we? Despite the three for yeah. the for the youth teams. Yeah, the, I we looked. I mean, you found. I think was it. I, who, I'm not sure who. The, ITSC in the team tactics found. on Twitter is the it, account, and not, yeah, yeah. I share that. It's superb. It Great really account. Is, it's, yeah, it's really, really good. It was, um, it was, it had a pie chart with lots of, lots, lots of oh, percentages. Have a pie chart, don't we? Yeah, and, and percentages, and, the, and <laughs> yes. there, were there were decimal points. It was really, it's what we like. Anyway, no, it was, um, but it looked as if he, it's a four and a three seems to be his, his, his preferred four at the back, three in the middle. Bit of four, four, two yeah. in Stoke. Yeah, there was, yeah, 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 yeah. We're, 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 yeah, exactly. But it's the thing I've been, I've been digging, um, and the thing I've found about. Um, Lambert is there's some very good articles out there if you go hunting there was a very good When Saturday Comes article which I which I found which talked about the fact the one word that they talked about was adaptability that he's more of a pragmatist than a philosopher on the pitch so you know we, whereas I mean we all thought <laughs> thought Hurst might come with, with an industry we would park that mm-hmm. um, it, 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 uh, Lambert doesn't actually have a, a preferred model of play and there was a fascinating there was a when he was at Norwich, there was a there was a really interesting match report I came across. It was in the Guardian where they talked about they juxtaposed the Swansea they played Swansea in the game just after they were both in the early in the Premier League. Swansea played broadly the same system every week, whereas Norwich changed shape from game to game. And I thought it was a very telling thing. They weren't weren't afraid to be direct, getting men wide and crossing the ball to the strikers. Um so they were he, he's not for him it's not necessarily about tactics but what it is is about changing the mentality of the players mm-hmm. and I want to throw, I want to lob something in here because I found this really interesting quote it talked about where Lambert talked in his early at some point anyway in when in his Norwich time I couldn't pin the time down but when he was up there he said I don't think we can afford to be just a nice team and a nice club mm-hmm. now I would argue that that he gave Norwich a seam of ambition that they they didn't have before and they've not lost that i think yeah. they've that's his legacy up the road i really do they've yeah, they, we, they still, we talked yeah. about him and mcanally didn't we so mcanally yeah. brought a bit of that still an edge yeah. off the field as well they you said they butted yeah. heads a little bit but yeah, yeah i wonder whether because keen tried to remove the kind of softly softly switchy way when he came in and, and struggled really to do that and maybe yeah. took it too far but yeah. i wonder whether the same can be said of us as well mm. a nice club and well, the Ipswich way, and you know, I think I think both teams have that aspect to them. But it's the, thing, perhaps. It's perhaps I don't know. It's it's you know that you you know you try and do, you, there is a you try and do things the right way. But um, yeah. it's um, but at the moment we're you, we I think we are very much a nice team and a nice club. But I think but but we we seem to have lost we seem to have lost that edge really. I don't know. It's um, it's 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 something that looking. It's something you could envy Norwich for. I hate to say that, but it is. There is yeah. a sense of there is a real sense of that. This could be back to the owner. It could be that that sense of direction versus a sense of drift. Yeah. But uh, without being too without being too downbeat about it. But if that said, if Lambert can bring that sense of purpose back to the to the to the playing to the playing side and then lift us all and you can see he's he's looking for that. That seems to be what he's focusing on initially. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that. The, 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 the... Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wes Burns running down the wing. 
NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There's, uh, he, I want. Can we talk about Otmar Hitzfeld? Wait, oh, always, Harry. We could always Thank you. talk it's, about it's a, Otmar you know, it's a, I, I'm going to throw. I have this theory that Ben gets very misty-eyed when we start. I was hoping you were going to mention him. Ex, ex, exotic, <laughs> exotic foreign players. No, the reason I said I've got. I found a book by Paul Lambert, which it's. It, it was written in the in the '98. I'll hold it up to the book camera. Book of the it's, week, it's, everybody. It's, the, it's, it's book of the week. A boy's <clears> own story. That it's got the worst jacket I've ever seen because you can barely <laughs> make the title out. It's boys, as in B H O Y, which I think is oh, the yeah, Celtic uh, thing, the yeah. Celtic the Celtic description. And it's fairly. It's a fairly non-committal uh, walk through his playing career, you know, because he went to Dortmund, he, you know, from Motherwell and back to Celtic, etc. But there's a chapter in here when he starts talking about coaches, and I want to read a little bit out from when he gets on to Hitzfeld, because Hitzfeld he met at Dortmund, and this I think is where this, this is where Lambert, in the way, I always feel Mick was heavily influenced by Jack Charlton okay. when he played for Ireland, a similar model. Jack, you know, a very pragmatic direct type of football very much favoring the underdog heroic 1-0 wins which Ireland had and which we had um you know you can see that you can see the absolute parallels so anyway Lambert on Hitzfeld this is Lambert on Hitzfeld 98 he says just what made him so special first of all his man management was absolutely spot on he took care of the players he listened to them and because of that he got the best out of them I was the new kid on the block, so maybe I was easy to impress. But remember that Otmar was also dealing with experienced big-name stars like Andy Muller, Jürgen Kohler, and Matthias Sammer. And there were other nationalities involved, like Paolo Sosa and Julio Cesar. It was a fairly cosmopolitan mix of some of the best players in Europe, but he handled them all superbly without appearing to have favourites. Everyone was treated the same way. And when you think of the company I was keeping in, or the company I was keeping, that was a big thing. So that's one thing. And then the second bit, and this again comes through in um, Lambert's um, uh, his managerial CV when you look at what he's done. Hitzfeld was also tactically very astute. He would see things quickly and make the necessary changes. And while he was doing his thing, the knock-on effect was that it made me far more tactically aware as well. Otmar also never lost the plot, at least in front of the players. He wasn't one for ranting and raging and throwing tantrums. It said he made points quietly, yet forcibly, and more often than not to you personally. He wasn't into doing what some managers do, making a fool of the player while everyone else looks on. He would rather get them aside in a quiet moment and speak to them. It seemed to me a sensible way of going about it, and no one can argue that his way was anything other than hugely successful. He must have done something right to have won the Bundesliga twice and then the European Cup. Wow. So it's that's it's interesting. I just put that out there. Yeah. Because I think that's... That was just that's, before his managerial career, wasn't it? That was, just, yeah, that was 19 so we're right. talking 98 there so um it just i just feel you know i'm looking then into hitzfeld um he talked about you know hitzfeld that great dortmund team he had um he was a combination of giving the te- players teams the courage to battle against technically superior sides tooth and nail and hitzfeld wasn't noted as a tactical guru or a strategist but what he did bring was unmatched man management skill that's come up in several articles i've come across that, so it's man management skill and planning meticulously, not necessarily just some overall philosophy, but that granular analysis of okay, what can, how can we get best advantage out of a, out of a given situation, depending on who we're coming up against, which we all know you absolutely have to have in the championship. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so, and, they, so, and definitely yeah. some of the stuff about how you yeah. conduct a dressing room as well and manage players. Yeah. You know, we've heard yeah. rumours and whispers of of things mm. under. The previous regime and yeah. particularly uh, Doig as well, mm. uh, whether that's true or not. Chambers didn't really no. suggest that, which I guess is a, is yeah. a good thing. But certainly, uh, he brought a, a sense of gravitas, didn't he? Certainly, Lambert, yeah. and feels yeah. like he can 
command respect in the dressing room, but also figure players out and understand how to get their, the, yeah. their, the best out of them, perhaps? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree. If you're going to have that level of meticulous planning to your opponents, you're surely going to have that same level of meticulous planning to each and every individual player within the squad. So it won't be that he has a one-size-fits-all approach, which was my sense. But given the sheer the blizzard of changes we saw week in, week out under Hurst, there can't have been much coherent thought. No. You know, what the, you know, was, you know, did every player have an individual plan? I, I, if they did, was it just lip service? But you just feel with Lambert that there will be more deliberation. There will be more kind of, it, it will be more incremental. It will be more, it will be more thought through. So yes. that not, not, so we won't have this sort of chaos that we've just witnessed. Yeah. yeah. And we, we, interesting, we spoke about that on last Thursday. We won't talk about Hurst too much because, I'd recommend you listen to our fantastic Thursday podcast last week with Dave Diamond. But the Norwich game seemed to be the point where Hurst panicked and maybe gave up yeah. on his his mm. philosophy or his approach to be consistent with players in positions and a system and an approach. And then maybe mm. that's where it all went wrong. And mm. as you say, I think Lambert will be a little bit more incremental, as you say, build. And yeah. probably get to the point where everyone's a bit more familiar with each other. So yeah. that he can adapt and can move things around and players are not yeah. caught yeah. out by it. And that's, yeah. I'd agree there? with that. Yeah, I, th- I totally agree. I can see, you can almost see the absolute contrast. Well, it could be wishful thinking, but I don't think so. Where, I mean, we joke about Guinevere <laughs> and, and set of balls number four. I really, you really feel that with Lambert, there will be deliberation. He'll be looking not just at the individual players, the relationships between them and how, how you almost rather than just throwing a team up, let's piece a team together. Let's then, first of all, get it an identity and a personality and then push on from there. Well, as I say, a bit like what McLaren did at, at Queen's Park Rangers in, this, in, in an interesting way. It'll be fascinating. It's, um, yeah, as I say, you don't, want to, you don't want to rake over the coals. Preston fans, interestingly, they said um, um, a couple of them, a couple of comments on Hurst. I, mean, I really want to move on from him, really. But I, one comment, I always felt the job was too, hurt, too big for Hurst. Um, and you these could are from argue, Preston fans, yes. These are from Preston fans. And the other one, which was interesting, which I wonder whether looking at Norwich and Brentford, whether Hurst suddenly realised he was starting to get found out. Um, so this this is a withering comment in hindsight, because we didn't see it, because we're all, you know, we lack perspective, because we're, we're in there as town fans. The, the four highest scorers um, replaced by players mostly who spent last season in League One or Two. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> you know, you know it's, a, it's a killer comment, but yeah, yeah. You, just, you just feel that um, hopefully... Lambert. I mean, Mick was very deliberate as well. These old, I know it's the merry-go-round people say, but having an ex- somebody who will patiently put a team together is, you know, after after what we've just been through, it would be hugely welcomed. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's try and go through some of these questions as well, and I think someone's yeah. going to put us on the spot in a second as well. Um, but <laughs> Barry and uh, James as well about what formation can we expect Paul Lambert to use and what players will be key to making that formation work? Okay, let's talk about that to see if we can piece that together. Yeah, Clearly, yeah. it's going to be completely wrong come Saturday, perhaps. Yeah. But um, we've been asked the question and I'm very happy to oblige with that answer. But we think it'll be a four. Do you think he will develop a formation in the system to try to combat Preston? Or do you think he'll establish a formation to give us a bit of um, solidness to avoid us conceding so many goals to build up from for the coming weeks he it's an interesting yeah, the I mean, McLaren I'm, model, perhaps. yeah. I, I think my, my guess is he would I don't know what you think about this Rich it, 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 disagree me if I'm wrong I think he will almost ignore form and look at ignore, ignore current form and look at deeper ability if that makes sense so even if Knudsen he's not looking at how players have played lately he's looking at what he knows players can be like does yeah. that make sense yeah, it does, that, yeah, that yeah. would be my guess so when you start thinking of taking it that way that will then start you start names start falling into place like I could see Knudsen coming in Pennington and Chambers let's play who we know is is as proven as we have not necessarily going with her old names but looking at players who've got that who've got that potential within them the other thing i think he will do i think it's going to be identity myself over you know you can't ignore preston but he's i think he will be looking just to say well let's get a let, let's let's let, let's get a shape and let's get a personality to the team i do think he will start at the back any manager at this level will do this it's no surprise mclaren did it mick did it with us when a manager takes over a team in a crisis the first thing they do is panel beat the 
defense into shape, get that working well, and then go from there. Stoke fans said that. Stoke fans actually say, and this keeps coming up time again, that he was a better defensive coach than Gary Rowett, who wasn't too bad on the at the back four, but he was he arrived late and was badly let down by a lot of the players. Um, and Rowett found that out at the beginning of the season as well. So going back to us, so I'm trying to piece it together. You've got I'm going to have a punt. I think yeah. it'll be the same yeah. back four and goalkeepers leads away. So it'll be Spence... Yeah, I think he'll play Spence, a right back. Okay, Spence, left Chambers. back, and Pennington Chambers in the middle. Yeah, Barton goal. yeah, yeah. Okay, Barton goal. So where do we go from there? So I think Scoose is injured, isn't he? Yeah, he is injured. I think he'll go four four two for this one. Okay. And and therefore I'm struggling to think of the midfield, the middle two. I think Edwards will be on the right. Um, although I might play him on the left and play Ward on the right. I think Edwards and Ward, and Ward will play on the wide midfield positions. Yeah. It's the centre midfield positions that I'm struggling because I don't think we've got holding sweeper uppery diff- could, could, could you not could you not put Ward in I mean this is just me going back to Brentford could you not put Ward in to neutralise um, Daniel Johnson okay yeah that's just that's just that's, that's a punt I could be wrong because the problem with Ward he's versatile but he is hit and miss we know this um, do you think it would God. be a 4-4-2 I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think because if, 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 given that Preston are so strong with that midfield three, here I am. We can't try. Could we say, oh, it's all going to be our identity? Well, look yeah. at what Preston have got. You know, how do we know? It's um. This so, will be the conversation uh, up and down yeah. the pubs at Ipswich yeah. at two o'clock or so, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. It will be. I mean, so, so, uh, let, so let's. Well, let's have his plan A and plan B. If he goes with a four-three, a four-two-three-one to sh- to try and smother and kill the Preston midfield, you're going to put Chalaba in there. You're going to put yeah. Ward in there, and who okay. else would you put in there? Let's no. do that. Maybe a sitter. Well, this, yeah, we'll come on. Let's, yeah, let's put Nolan in because I think we're going to see. This is somebody else asked this question. This is Nolan's moment. Is this Paul Warner's question? Which of the yeah. signings yeah. have the potential to fit into a Lambert system? This... I can see, for example, Nolan being his Hulan. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, well, I didn't. I, did, I saw. I glanced at the question. I was working to. And I, just, I saw the question flash up, and I went. Nolan's head came in. Nolan came into my head. This is his moment. Yep. He's got Lambert. He's got a a, a, a a midfielder who who Hitzfeld converted when he came from Motherwell into a robust midfielder with him and Sosa, if I'm not mistaken, in that Dortmund team who acted. They killed. Zidane in the final of that Champions League they absolutely snuffed him out and if anybody knows how to play midfield it's Paul Lambert so Mr Nolan here is your moment grab it with both hands and let's see what you can do so I'm liking a midfield three of Chalabon, Nolan and Ward then Ward that might work and then so then we we still need it we need a winger (laughs) we've got well uh, here's a question Uh, for uh, you uh, from Twitter go on uh, Joshua Smith, do you think Jack Lancaster should get uh, should start the game? Being one of our better players when he's come on in the last two. If so, where would he fit under Lambert's system? Well, might be on our right hand side with Edwards on the left, or other That's way around. Yeah, it's um, it's a risk, I guess. It's a risk. I think Jordan risk. Graham. Um, oh. I don't want to read too much into that, but I think there was some Villa, there was some yeah. stuff at Villa there. Maybe I might be worth researching, but oh, I, I would I'd be surprised to see Graham start. No, I haven't written Graham's name down. Uh, I'm not planning to in the foreseeable future. I, he's a he's a one. You don't need you don't need a Jet. You don't need a Graham. You don't need a one and a brilliant every tenth game player mm. at the moment in this team. You just want them as far away. So from the them. other option is, I guess, um, Sears out wide. Possibly Sears in front of Nudson. Just to let's let's go old school and just let's shut down. Who's uh, you've got? You could, the threat for them will be Robinson on the left. So you could put put Edwards on. I'm just trying to work out. You could put Edwards in front of Spence, um, and Sears on the other side, and that then we need, means we need to find a striker, um, which would be Jackson. I I maybe Danny Ray will get a chance. That's the thought. I mean, we've missed out um, Dazelle, by the way, <laughs> and Downs, but I think probably there'll be bench options, won't they? I'd say there'd be bench options against. You don't know. I mean, the other option, alternative would be to flick Ward out to do a defensive job and put Downs in, but then somebody has got to deal with um, Johnson and Brown in, in, yeah. Preston's, in Preston's midfield. Yeah, it's interesting. You can see he's just about got. A squad, but we're, 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 you know, you're thinking, well, okay, well, okay, we've quietened Preston down, possibly with Jackson up front, and then you've got Edwards, Sears, Ward in some combination in yeah. midfield, and Chalaban, Nolan sitting there. Okay, right, we've stopped Preston scoring, so now what what are we going to do? You could buy Sears on, Sears on that, coming down that right side, yep. could 
could work actually against if they are fl- if they are flaky down there. Or the other thing is with with the pressing team, the fullbacks aren't really getting forward as much as they need to because Hughes is still Hughes is still finding his feet, and Fisher, as I say, is if he doesn't play, they're going they, they'll have Pearson out there. So it's um it's interesting. But we're yeah, we're, we're piecing a team together. I think so we're Bart, almost there. Yeah, aren't we? we are there. Bart Spence, Chambers, Pennington, Nudson, and then Chalaban Nolan um sitting, and then. Edwards, Ward, and Sears in some shape or form in front of them, and then possibly Jackson ahead of that. That's as much as, as, as you know, Silk Purse and Salzir and all that. But, uh, there it is. Yeah. There you go. It's, it's, it's a team. We will find out on Saturday how yeah. close we are. Yeah. Um, we'll write that down and maybe we'll come back on Thursday <laughs> and see how close we were. Um, <laughs> let's do a few more questions. Yeah. Um, Tim asks uh, does Paul Lambert's appointment for you with optimism cautious optimism um, or is the squad confidence level too poor for any belief um, he also asks who th- is anyone peppery in the Preston squad hashtag peppery we go with Callum Robinson I don't think he really counts does he no I would He's say the peppery orthodox, is, isn't no, he? it's Nemecha. the way it- in the match is not peppery. I no, right. the peppery. No, full. Uh, I'd say Barker, the the substitute Barker. winger, would be. You know, peppery is. It's all pace and excitement and effervescence. Really, is what we're looking for. Um, but not necessarily. No, I'd say Robinson. He's he's beyond peppery. Actually, he's more right. dangerous than that. Yeah, yeah. But, but um, Lambert's appointment it, optimistic. It's 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 just it's a pig of a situation. That's just the yeah. problem. Um, um. Oh God, we wish him well, and I hope if it does go turn out for the worst, he stays. I really pray to God he stays and brings us back up again if if it goes that way. I'm I'm I'm, uh, you know, Dave and I were at the at last week we were kind of at the end of it we were kind of going, oh God, this is, you know, it's the old Irish saying you wouldn't sit out from here. Cripes would ever <laughs> was true, but it re, it's, you know, I'm I'm as optimistic as I can be. Yeah, I think expectations are yeah. so low that you know. Yeah. I think Mikey, I, Mikey said exactly the same thing that I said to him. Um, on Twitter, I think. I don't know if he stole it. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. If Lambert keeps us up, I mean, we, we should be contemplating statues outside the yeah, ground. That's yeah, how yeah, severe yeah. the predicament is. And um, yeah. I think um, Amy said best of a bad bunch. I think that's probably fair. But I think yeah. I've been impressed with him so far. I don't yeah. care about the Norwich connections at all. Um, very tedious that he kept being asked about that in the press conference. Hopefully that's yeah. the last of that. But yeah. I, I think, you know, we'll see in the coming weeks, won't we? But, you know, if he does anything apart from um, 21st, I th- you know, I think it's to be expected. If we go down, I think yeah. we've got ourselves in this mess and I don't think anyone could have got us out of it. So I think we're all behind him. Try and get down to Portman Road if you're on the fence about whether you should go or if you... And if you can go as well, I think we just need to. You said Reading. I think the next batch of tickets for Reading will go on sale. have gone on sale today. Yeah, I'm going to go to that. I think quite a lot of the Blue Monday guys are going to that as well. We yeah. just need to get behind them, don't we? We need to change the the mindset as well from yeah. this gallows humour that we had at Leeds, QPR, about, you know, we're, you know, we're this and we're that and we've had a shot and all that. I think, you know, yeah. we need to try yeah. to focus on the positives. Totally agree, Rich. It's this situation. We are, we don't have a safety net now. We're, we are, you know, we've nothing. There's no, there's nothing beneath us. There's nothing to comfort us. We've got to do our best to try and put something in place. Yeah. We've got to try and put some sort of force field under the players, and and it does make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It, you know, if we are to go down, you'd want to go down with a fight, yeah. so that you at least have a a positive mentality to start. The, yeah. Trying to bounce back season from as well. Yeah. So yeah. We shall see. Yeah. It's it's yeah. going to be tough. Um. So just looking through these questions, Brad asked us about the starting eleven, and it's a two little ducks game. So I think we've done that for you, Brad. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vinna Maipo as well asks us about an ideal central midfield pairing, two or three. I think we've gone with that as well. Hope mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, Condor uh, on Twitter, um, great name. Um, and this is similar, possibly story to Preston as well with Hugel. Why have we struggled to replace Daryl Murphy? Do we need to try and find another big man up front? This is a good question because it's the the big it's it's it is a little motif which could come in into the Lambert narrative because obviously there was Holt at Norwich and they, they did mention um, if I'm not mistaken Libor Kozak uh, there's a from, from Aston Villa times was he not a target oh, man wow, as well yeah, yeah that's, a, and, that's a name that most Villa fans will love to hear. yeah uh, the reason I mentioned because it kept coming up when I was looking on Villa's forums this week to say you know it was the problem when he came on was that. The problem with when you have a Hugel or a Holt or a 
a unit up front. The danger is that everybody, whatever geometric football you're planning goes out the window because yeah. you've got this guy up there so, and you're, and you're under pressure so here's your out ball straight yeah. away and it, you know tactics can go out the window if you're not careful now under Mick we were kind of quite happy because that was linking to the, the direct ball to the big man was part of was was a was an option and it was it was planned for but um I don't, it'll be interesting to see. That's a question for January, really, hmm. um, to see to see what Lambert does. We need a striker. We need at least one, if not two. Um, you know, you cannot get rid of that group of four that we did. One went back, obviously, Chilino or Selena went back um, to City. But to lose, you know, to be to have that ripped out of a team, um, I'd say we need at least two yeah. proven strikers. It could well be that one is, you know, one of them will be a will be a front man or yeah. someone like even like Waghorn. He wasn't necessarily an out and out target man, but he was able to win set pieces in the final third, relieve pressure off the defence. We don't have that at the moment, yeah. as we saw as we saw at Leeds. Mm. I'm trying to remember um, where I heard this. It might be the the Sunday show, but someone said it might be Ben actually that we need to. Um, play the game in the loan market to get the quality of player that we need to drag us up to a level. You know, we're not going to yeah. be able to sign top quality players with the money yeah. that we're willing to spend. So the loan yeah. market, as Mick was doing with the likes of Lawrence and and Fraser, mm. is probably the route we're going to take because those are the kind of players that will sign yeah. for us because they're not going to be worried about being in League One um, yeah. come the end of the season. So. Yeah, we'll see which way it goes, but hopefully this this rumor of a ten million pound transfer kitty in January is true because I think he needs it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, well, I keep going back to Evans that if if we do drop, this will be on Evans. Yeah. I just answer. So do your phrase. Yeah. Do your phrase, mm-hmm. Harry. Mm-hmm. Owners, <laughs> owners, relegate clubs. Absolutely, <laughs> we should get it a hashtag, mate. Um, <laughs> Two more questions. Um, similar vein to Paul's earlier question from Harry about um, which single player will benefit the most from Lambert. Um, he asks if we lose, uh, what if we lose the next two crunch games? I think, I think we we should expect nothing, frankly. So yeah. uh, let's focus on um, who might benefit from Lambert as uh, yeah. manager. Well, Nolan, is, we've flagged anyone else. Um, Chalaba as well. I think the midfielders particularly could could blossom under him. Um, I think it's it. This is interesting because with Hulahan, there was a, one Norwich fan said that when when Lambert went to Carrow Road, Hulahan was a lightweight peripheral player who was going nowhere, and Lambert saw he was an alchemist there in terms of what he brought out. Um, so I think all bets are off with the League One and League Two players because. Let's be honest, Hurst did nothing to develop them. In fact, if anything, Hurst did everything to undevelop them, I would say, in some cases. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You know, he he just ripped, you know, know, let's take you up a level. Jackson. Again, on the Sunday show, someone mentioned that Jackson appears to have kind of regressed a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, running heroically, bless him. You know, it was, I just, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a men against boys situation up front at the moment, you know, without, without that know-how and experience. You know, to, to to you know to, to feed off. Um, it really and it really came out, and it's it's come out in the la- in the last week, um, or in the when the last little bl- block of games, I should say, since the since the um, since the last international break. Um, so I would say all bets are off. Let's we we know that there are gems there, and they have been unpolished. Let's see what Lambert has seen. And we'll we'll see what comes out. Um, I think there are some surprises. I've always liked Anassi, and I always think he's I've, I've always I've always rated him, but he seems to be out of favour at the moment. But we'll let, let's wait and see. Um, yeah. Saturday's yeah. going to be fascinating, isn't it? Saturday. It's, yeah. yeah. At two o'clock. I bet the Blue Monday won't say we will be going bananas yeah. or it'll be, be uh, smoking hot, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> Just what you know? What is his initial thinking? We'll, yeah. We'll, yeah. That's what we'll get. That at the moment we're we're all flying blind. It's fascinating. And yeah. I don't think we'll make any predictions at this point, apart from maybe we'll write that team down, as we say, and see how close we got. Yeah. Um, yeah. One final question um, from Mark, which is, which member of the Blue Monday team has the best beard? Um, I'm going to answer on behalf of Harry and I that I think the preview show team jointly yeah. has the yes, best beard. But no, I'm, I'm, we're I'm, all I'm, resplendent, aren't we? I, I, indeed, I agree. But I, I, Rich, you, you, you are the king. You are the king on this front. No question about that. It's, oh, it's, wow. it's, 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 it's lovely. It's not just color, shape. It's the whole. It's the whole. You know, it's, 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 it's the whole 
tactical model of the beard i think that works really really well it's not just a, it's not just a beard there's obviously a philosophy behind it so as i say this is really this is this is a bit of a, a paul huntington job now it's kind of you know, <laughs> it's seen it's seen better days yeah. <laughs> well i'll take the compliment but I, i'll i think i think we'll go for a joint first yeah, um, yeah. joe's is pretty lush as well but i think ben's got what in is, joe's yeah. but yeah we're yeah. pretty fortunate on that front as the team goes um, <laughs> harry that was fantastic again the, the press stuff the lambert stuff as well uh, yeah. what's the book again if anyone wants to look for that paul lambert it's, uh, book? it's paul lambert it's as i say you can pick them it's not expensive you can pick them up secondhand online a boy's own story b-h-o-y-s as i say it's it's i as i say i read i dived into the key chapters i was interested in a lot of it is just a narrative of his, his actual playing career that's what it looks like it's yeah. uh, just the jacket um you know as i say you can pick them it's long out of print but it's an interesting read i'm always always interesting if managers have written books just to get a sense of with a little bit of space what 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 do they want to say what have they chosen to say and that's why as i said the fact that he picked up on hitzfeld was um you know to me is telling and that's we that's and and he will use that definitely as his as his model to help try and progress us out of the 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 hell hole that we found ourselves in yeah, yeah. Mm. Trying to do your plugs yeah. as well, Harry. Your yes, indeed. Yes. And, uh, uh, so the so the notes. As I say, we we put this out on a Thursday evening. So um, uh, we recorded on a Thursday evening. So the my notes will go up on TWTD with all the formations, etc. They'll go up lunchtime on Friday, and it will be linked on Twitter at Harry from Bath. Brilliant. Thank you, Harry. Um, you can find um, me at Ipswich and the channel at Blue Monday ITFC. Um, a quick plug for. Um, the show in February, the live pod on the 16th of February, where you'll find all of the team, I think, will be uh, in attendance there. Um, join right. us if you can. Um, tickets available from eventbrite.com. Details on our Twitter and our Facebook. Um, and I will be back on Sunday uh, with uh, Dave and Stat for the flagship show. So that will be brilliant. Hopefully my voice will hold up. It's done all right. You've been apologies fine. if I've been a bit croaky or a bit squeaky no, at some point. You've, you've been absolutely fine, Rich. Brilliant. And fingers crossed for Saturday. Hey, Harry. Here, 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 here. Have a great weekend, everyone. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.